0: And for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm excited to have you here, and I want to thank you so much for supporting the show. We just recently uh, got notified that we're going to be uh, syndicated on Apple No, on Amazon Music. Uh, So uh, if you have Amazon Music, you can start listening to us there. Uh, Great way to start the new year. Today on the show, we have lawyer Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Also, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Mm -hmm. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back.
1: Oh, nice to be back, Bert. Happy New Year to you and uh, all the uh, folks that follow you. Um, You know, this show, Money for Lunch, I've been around with you for a bit, and um, I always like it because um, my job is to uh, make employees money and and to be sure they aren't cheated out of their money and uh, keep them aware of the uh, politics of money so they can follow the money. So uh, with all this money talk, uh, I wanted to start out uh, today's show uh, talking about forced uh, mandatory arbitration in employment contracts. And uh, give everybody an overview of this, how serious a denial of uh, this right is to employees to uh, go to court. Uh, All you have to do is start with the uh, Seventh Amendment to the United States Constitution. Now, how many people out there know what the Seventh Amendment is? Probably not many. Not too
0: many. (laughs) Not too many.
1: And, uh, you know, it's only one sentence, which is the interesting part of the Seventh Amendment. And it says, uh, in suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right to a trial by jury shall be preserved and no facts tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of common law. I mean, this can't be any clearer, right, Bert? Right. It's, uh, that, that's where it starts. It's just like the right to bear arms. And what's the job of, of the federal courts? Is to protect it rights. And they've done a real good job of protecting gun rights, that's for sure. <laughs> and they've done a, a, a real lousy job of protecting uh, citizens' rights to uh, go to go to court. And what they've done is they've taken this archaic contract law called the uh, Federal Arbitration Act, uh, which was supposed to be a, applied to parties of equal strength uh, saying that they could agree – uh, to bring their disputes in arbitration, which seems seems reasonable. Now, uh, as politics got involved and uh, the court uh, took on it, um, the, this aura of protection of not citizens' rights, oh no, only with guns can we protect citizens' rights. Well, no, as to uh, the ability to go to court, we're not going to protect citizens' rights with employment contracts, even or consumer contracts. We're going to extend the interpretation of the Federal Arbitration Act such that it applies to all contracts. <clears throat> and in, in applying to all contracts, it applies to employment contracts. Now, what the, what's happened is, in everybody, when you get a job, you get your uh, uh, employment policy statement. You get your little handbook that tells you when you're supposed to be there, when you're supposed to leave. And buried in that uh, contract is an arbitration agreement. And your waiver of your rights to a jury trial, and uh, you end up uh, being forced into uh, mandatory arbitration. And this is the uh, hellhole for employees is, is the easiest way to describe it. And right now, there's roughly... Sixty million workers are subject to uh, forced arbitration. Now, that's a lot. You think if you're going to forced arbitration, well, out of 60 million people, um, the cases that come up, there'd be some, you know, reasonable percentage. Fifty percent, forty-five percent, forty percent, thirty percent, twenty percent, ten percent. No. Out of 60 million workers, only 82 employees, 82, the number 82 won some type of monetary award. That's the wow. statistic. 82 people. I don't even know what that number is. It's a very much of a fraction of 1%. And, um, and that's where, where you have it. So now, with this small number, and by 2024, if there's going to be 80 million employees subject to it. And that's, that's, that's just, it, it, it shouldn't be this way. Employees and consu- consumers need to have a right to go to court.
0: Absolutely. Let Let me ask you this, Norm, and and, and maybe you can shed some light uh, because I was under the impression that that uh, you could not, uh, for lack of better term, sign away your 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 rights. Right. In other words, if if I had a contract. With let's say a business, and in my contract I say, "Hey, uh, you know, you're not going to file bankruptcy. Uh, you know, while while we're involved in this contract, you know, again, I'm I'm limiting this uh, this uh, the rights of this business to file bankruptcy. I, I I wasn't aware that somebody could sign away their rights like that.
1: Oh yeah, you uh, it happens every day. Um, you, you, you know, like, for example, your uh, right to remain silent in a criminal case. Uh, your right not to, to bear witness against yourself. And, you, you know, this right has been uh, waived, you know, got on numerous occasions. And what it is, it's a knowing, intelligent waiver of your gotcha. rights. And what they're saying is is that, oh, this employee, every employee, when they got into um, their job and they were handed their handbook, and they signed, I acknowledge receipt of this handbook and all the terms set forth herein and agreed to them. Okay, well, buried in there, in the back of it in small print, is an arbitration provision which says you waive your right under the Seventh Amendment and any other laws interpreting uh, thereof uh, of uh, the ability to go to court, and we're going to send you to an arbitration where your chances of winning – uh, the winning statistics um, are way less than, uh, than 1%. And all the only people you're going to be able to pick from to try your case is going to be a sea of old white men who represented corporations. And that's, that's who, who the, the arbitration panels are. It's not a diversified panel. Uh, there's no women or very few women, uh, very, very few uh, persons of, of minorities um, and, um, there's, so there's no cross section of people like you'd expect in a jury pool. Uh, you have a cross section of people of your peers. They're where you'd pick from, but no, um, you get a group, you get, they assign you uh, 10 and say, pick from these 10, uh, all of them being, uh, you know, corporate, former corporate attorneys, um, that now make their living, uh, burying, uh employees in, uh, in arbitration. And so that's where you end up, and it, it's it's something that is 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 continuing to become worse is, is the only way to describe it. Our Supreme Court now is uh, is is all you know uh, seven or six six Republicans. They're uh, all pro management, and they're in the process now of further limiting uh, the rights of California. Uh, employees uh, where I am, um, to to bring for the state of California to uh, proceed in uh, in court against uh, uh, corporations with co- under the Private Attorney General Act, they're going to um, probably eliminate that right. So they're going so far as not only to eliminate individual rights, but to eliminate states, the state's uh, right. And so this is how bad it's, it's gotten. And, and, and across the country now, employees just have very few rights. And um, every year, more and more companies uh, include arbitration provisions in, and in their contracts. So, you know, people have legitimate claims for discrimination, uh, sexual harassment, um, unpaid overtime, uh, off the clock. Um, uh, work, working through lunch, working through meal breaks, um, all of these provisions. uh, Now, you basically, you can't bring a class action. You can't bring a uh, representative uh, private attorney general action. Uh, All you can bring is an individual action. You can't afford an attorney because very few attorneys will take individual claims. So you're on your own. They've eliminated, basically eliminated your right to counsel also. So now you go to this panel, and in a lot of states, if you're in, except you know California's a little different, but most states, if you're like in Florida, they could make the arbitration proceeding in Alaska if they want it. So what are your chances of of getting to Alaska and winning in Alaska? Not very good. So these are the kind of laws that are out there, and they continue to protect the companies, even though clearly this is is a provision that was there's no knowing and intelligent waiver because people don't know about it and don't know about the effect of it because it's buried in the back of the contract. So they get around well, okay, that. Okay. So, so, so let me ask you this. So
0: let me ask you this uh since there is in in 99% of the cases there's not a willfully knowing type of consent and not to mention it almost seems coercive right because if i'm hiring somebody and i say listen you got to you got to sign this arbitration agreement to to arbitrate any dispute that we might have or you can't work here well isn't that a little coercive i mean it seems like well, yeah, it, you're going to get yeah. anybody to sign whatever
1: well you know this is this is you know corporations have good attorneys and the you know the as the saying goes good attorneys uh know the law great attorneys know the judge and uh <laughs> all these attorneys are you know they're all in the same little group of, of republican uh, cabals and right. they've come up with the attorneys have come up with some really interesting arguments. And what they've done is they've attached to exactly what you said, which was not a knowing and intelligent waiver, which is called, because uh, it's buried in the back of the contract, you didn't really understand it, you couldn't see it, you didn't find it, and it was in small print. Well, that's called, it's called procedural unconscionability. And everybody Admits to that, like uh, in you know the famous consumer case of Concepcion, Judge Thomas in his, his opinion, or Judge uh, Alito in his opinion. Well, yeah, we concede procedural unconscionability, but in in the law, we've established that to be unconscionable, not only does it have to have procedural unconscionability, it has to have substantive unconscionability. That is, there has to be something else wrong with it that denies you your substantive rights well your substantive rights are there you know you get you get somebody to hear your claim and you uh, can go and hire your attorney and uh, you know if if you win you can get even some of them you can get your attorney's fees and and even if it, it there's you know, okay, there's a little bit of, of a problem uh, here or there in it, but we'll, we're gonna go ahead. You don't have to go to Alaska. We'll say you can you can hear the case in uh, in uh, Florida, and so we'll we'll knock out that substantive term and say so that's pretty good. So okay, you got to go to arbitration, <laughs> and that's right. how it works. It's all set up to make the employee end up being stuck with uh, his position where him and his fellow employees cannot join together to hire an attorney to bring a class action or a private attorney general action. And they're on their own. And at the end of the day, they've worked all these hours of overtime. Um, they've worked through lunch, they have worked through their meal breaks, uh, their, um, uh, report, their, uh, rate of pay is, 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 incomprehensible in their paycheck and they're not getting the the right rate of pay. And they, what are they going to do? Go out and, and go to court on their own or go to arbitration right. on their own? Oh, well, there's no right. chance. There's I mean, they have a you know, chance if they could, go, if they could go to court or go to a labor commissioner, but those are all waived too.
0: Well, and, 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 so, and just to let you know, uh, uh there is, uh, this is exactly what you were talking about at the very beginning of the show, right? Where, where it's stacked in the favor of the company. They're literally trying to intimidate uh, the employee so they don't go to court. And, and you probably know this better than I do. There's literally uh, millions of people that have claims for different things, and they never go to court because they don't. They're afraid of the hassle. They're afraid of the process. Now you have a situation where somebody may have a really good claim, but again, they're gonna be intimidated because it you know, court is like a strange world. It has its strange language and it's it's a different setting and it's and it's not user friendly.
1: Right. And if if you can't have an attorney that speaks the language and knows the ropes and understands the process where the, the uh counsel for the uh, defendant or the corporation knows their track record and knows that they're capable of of prevailing, you, you have no chance. They're going to grind you down no matter whether it's a consumer case or an employment case. And that's, that's all set up in the system. The system is rigged against the little guy. There's no question about it. And the only way that the little guy has been able to, to persevere in recent times, and get some decent laws out is uh, because they've been able to join together and file class actions and private attorney general actions in, in, in California, which is being taken up in other states now. And so, they're, when they're just in the process of eliminating whatever what's ever left, it's almost a mop up at this point in time where the the corporations are are in a position you know if you have a subject to sexual harassment or discrimination in a corporation uh, there's people that would take that case if you had the ability to go to court but they're just not going to take it um, if it's an arbitration because you have no chance of winning there's just there's no chance it doesn't happen right the actual statistics on people that end up in in arbitration the actual ability of of winning out about you know a hundred cases is one you right. know that then that's gone down it used to be one point nine now it's going down it's uh one percent that's that's the chances of actually winning and the people end up with it um, so it is a very very sorry state of affairs and it's, <clears throat> it's not getting any better uh, it's actually getting worse because the complexion of our um federal bench and our um uh, and our federal you know supreme court and in our uh, states is uh generally uh red and republican and um they're notoriously um uh, uh pro uh employer pro company there there is some hope though and so I'm not going to leave you the the uh, you I was know, about to say
0: so so what can we do what do you suggest that uh, we do or, or, or tell us about the hope that you see okay
1: well uh representative johnson um uh senator blumenthal um they have a, a bill in congress right now and this is um it's in the house it's bipartisan if you can believe it there's enough republicans there's 200 sponsors on this bill alone both republicans and democrats And this bill is the, it's a bill, it's uh, called the FAIR Act, uh, Forced Arbitration and Justice Repeal. That's the FAIR Act. It's uh, House uh, uh, Representatives Bill 963 that's currently uh, in Congress. And that reestablishes um, Americans' uh, Seventh Amendment rights to, to go to court. And uh, this bill has already passed the House Judiciary Committee. Whether it will ever pass the House, it should pass the House, the complexion of this House, whether it will pass the Senate remains to be seen since the Senate is just locked as a pro-corporation. The Republicans have that locked in it. But this is a bill that uh, it would eliminate forced arbitration in employment, consumer, and civil rights cases and allow them uh workers um, only to agree after the dispute occurred they could say okay now that the playing field is even um you know my attorney says I I could we could do this and arbitration it would be quicker and he's he's okay then you can do it but otherwise it can't be a condition of employment and uh otherwise we're just going to be stuck with it and one of the republican sponsors in Interestingly enough is that Matt Gates from Florida who's under investigation he's the Republican lead on this legislation if you can believe that. So there's wait, there is wait, some wait. hope.
0: Say that again, he's he's the lead?
1: He is yes, he's the Republican lead on that that if you can believe that. I was shocked is, when I read it myself.
0: Hey, <laughs> sh- <laughs> Here's a guy I, that's uh, being investigated by multiple uh what do you call it uh law enforcement uh organizations it, it, it just yeah. boggles the mind
1: <laughs> yeah he's under investigation uh in florida uh for uh, some improprieties with uh, with young ladies uh but in any event he's still he's still in, in the house he hasn't lost his seat and uh, he's one of the he i mean you know to, to his credit uh, give credit where it's due it's he's one of the sponsors along with Congressman Johnson who's the democrat and then they have uh they don't have a republican sponsor in in the senate and i i don't, I don't know that they're going to get one I don't, I don't know if it's it's going to work but at least there's something out there there's it, you know it has to start somewhere
0: right. and
1: uh at least people are talking about it it's hr 963 and so if uh Anybody out there has an interest to write their congressman or their senator. It's called the uh, uh, Forced Arbitration and Justice Repeal uh, and the FAIR Act, H.R. 963. And uh, although the chances are slim it's going to pass the Senate, at least if it passed the House, uh, it would uh, and it should if, if the Democrats are still in charge, uh, if it could do that, well, then um, it, it would at least get on the radar screen of everybody. I don't think anybody out there listening right now knew about this before I told you about it because it's not discussed anywhere. Right. And so, the, you know, the uh, corporate control of the media is, is good for, you know, they don't want uh, these corporations, you know, big and small, they don't want uh, the employees to go to court on on anything. They want to keep it quiet, of course, if it's uh, problems that they have. So you remember, arbitration is a secret proceeding. It's, right. you agree in, in, the, in the small print to keep it confidential, and you'll not disclose the, re, the result or the fact that it's been filed to anyone, and you'd be subject to sanctions if you did. That's also part of it. So we really don't know the full extent of the injustice that's going on. I think most employees just give up. And move on is, is my feeling because there's just no no way until the, the law changes uh, for them to get any justice in uh, the system. So that that's where this where it stands right now. We would hope that um, that people would uh, stand up and uh, and uh, you know support candidates that run for office that would agree that that they have a right to go to, to to court, and uh, you know that's a good question. When you're uh, anybody's at a some rally or, or some ability to to talk to uh, a potential congressman, you know how do they fa- feel about the forced ordered arbitration? It'd be interesting to hear what the uh, candidates have to say. I don't think they're going to have much good to say about it. Uh, but by the same token, I don't think they're going to do anything about it. So we're, well, and, we're kind and, of
0: and this is why stuck. this is important, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry to catch you off. But right. and, and First of all, you're right. I didn't know about this. Uh, you, you can bet that less than 1% of Americans are aware of this uh, This uh, Fair Act, H.R. 963. And, and this is one of the issues. And uh, we have a lot of good laws that come up for a vote, but nobody knows about it. And, uh, it, which is troubling, right? It, it's, it's now, if it was a bill that would make money for, let's say, certain, um, uh, individuals or parties, it, 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 you know, people would be all over it talking about it because it gets a lot of promotion because somebody stands to benefit from it in, in a bill here that actually helps people. Uh, there's no money behind it. So it doesn't get the publicity or, uh, attention that it deserves
1: right you know the uh it's, it's the congressmen and the senators the money money moves people i mean that's just uh, right. that's the way it is you know that's how that's where you need to, to get people to act uh mo- you know money talks and uh conversation walks i mean that's just what, <laughs> what happens and so uh the money does all the talking and uh more so than ever and And the the Republicans and the uh, corporations um, who support these these Republicans, they control or will control after 22 uh, Congress. And right now, in the Senate, they're able to stop all bills um, that that come in there. And uh, for better or for worse, that's not going to change. That's why we ended up with not uh, having the minimum wage increase now for how many, 20 years uh, because of that fact, and um, $7.25 in parts of the country that don't have their own higher minimum wage. So this is is what's happening. The employee is getting his deal is worse and worse, and until such time as employees say, you know, I've got to vote for my pocketbook. I I can't let all the social issues that really – don't affect me, um, stand in my way of, of voting for somebody who will help me make more money. And, right. you know, we've, we've talked about that. And and until we can um, get or, get out of this uh, spiral of, of arbitration, it's not going to happen in court. It's not going to be there. We're, uh, we, we have a, a, a very poor situation, you know, in, in the states. Because of the way the federal law is set up, the states um, who attempt to uh, circumvent this uh, uh, Federal Arbitration Act, which California is one of them, have been unsuccessful uh, in, uh, so far in uh, allowing people to uh, join together to uh, bring class actions. And it looks like our success in the Lexotica case, which uh, this firm handled, um, in keeping them from uh, – eliminating uh, private attorney general actions uh, as a result of the uh, uh, Federal uh, Arbitration Act is in jeopardy right now. There's a case in in the uh, California uh, Supreme Court Viking Cruises that uh, looks like they're going to uh, be successful corporations in uh, eliminating the ability of uh, people to uh, represent the state as private attorney generals and protect their their interests, which has done a great job in California of protecting employees from uh, abuse by corporations. But it looks like that's coming to uh, pretty much to an end uh, this year or next.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Uh, of course, because as we've already talked about uh, with, when you have these private attorney general acts, you empower the people to help themselves and help others and no corporation likes that. No. And,
1: uh, and it's done a great job in California in, uh, one, uh, eliminates the need for the bureaucracy. So the, there's the bureaucracy is just overseeing the actions that have been filed, but the, the legwork is done by the person appointed, the private attorney general and his attorney, Uh, which we do – a lot of our work is is in the private attorney general uh, area. And then we're able to go and represent um, the uh, state against the uh, employer with regard to uh, violations of uh, overtime laws, meal and rest laws, uh, and and it ends up where, you know, seating laws, where – uh, people you know employees there was there they, they were just in if you notice in you know, grocery stores and 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 retail stores there's never a seat for anybody to sit down you know when they when they're working or when they're uh between uh, uh jobs well we've been able to get seating uh, uh for those employees and so good things have happened um and all the employers aware of the private attorney general act have you know stepped up their game uh, to uh, comply with the law, so it's been real successful and uh, it's kept uh, the employee employers honest in California and other states there's like six other states now we're in the process of of enacting the same laws um, and so it was, it had a following uh, and what's going to happen now is is anybody's guess uh, and, and the guess is is that it's going to be eliminated. Sure. So sure. It, unfortunately, because that's just the way it is, it's, uh, you know, you elect these Republicans and this is the price you
0: pay, uh, for well, and, other and, rights. And, and, you know, as you always say, uh, follow the money you, 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 meaning us working stiffs, meaning, uh, the average American out there, uh, needs to follow the money. They need to vote to protect themselves and and that's and that's it and when we don't get out there and vote you get stuck with these laws that strip away your rights
1: Right. And, and, and if you, you know, Trump did nothing for employees during his four years. office. No, nothing. I mean, all this talk and talk and talk. He was pro-corporation from the beginning to end and he's pro-money for the corporation from beginning right. to end. He cares nothing about the employees or their their wages, hours or working conditions at all. It's it, just it's not in his, his thought process. And Biden, to his credit, has tried um he has uh, had limited success um he's getting some laws passed he's had the infrastructure act was passed but by and large he, he does without the senate uh he's been powerless to act and uh facing a uh, staunchly conservative uh, right wing uh supreme court majority um there's no chance that the employees are going to get any protection from those folks so um it's, it's, it's you know it looks pretty it looks pretty bleak. Um, my hope is is that uh, once the uh, california supreme court California legislature sees what the uh, Supreme Court does, it'll take steps to uh, work around um, that decision with regard to their uh, uh, state claims, and will continue to pursue it. I think that will happen and other states then can follow it, but because otherwise you, the, you can kiss the Seventh Amendment goodbye.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Always a pleasure, my friend.
1: Yeah, always. And uh, take care. And uh, we'll talk to you. And hopefully uh, anybody that has a problem in California with regard to their employer, uh, just give us a call.
0: Absolutely. And if you guys want to get a hold of Norm and his team, you can go to BAMLawCA.com. That's bamca. BAMLawCA.com BAMLawCA.com Anyway, thank you so much for stopping by Hey, what do you think about today's episode? Like it? Hit the like button It helps the algorithm tremendously Didn't like it? Tell us about it So whether you, you hated it, loved it Love to hear comments Don't hold back Let us know how you feel Remember, you were created to succeed Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.